three. Welcome back to our second episode on the subject, I am not ashamed. The kickoff verse, of course, was Romans chapter one, verse 16, which reads, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it's the power of God and the salvation to them that believe, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. And so Jesus came to earth to buy, to die and take our place and pay for our sins. And he did it for everybody, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. So to the Jews and Gentiles alike. And it doesn't make any difference of your skin color or your language or your background. Um, uh, you have to receive Jesus Christ, believe on him as your Savior, so that you can go through life unashamed. We left off in Romans chapter 10, and we're going to pick up our scripture reading with uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 7. Okay. Now, you have to understand something about the work of Corinthians, First in Corinthians. Corinth is one of the nastiest busiest places in Asia Minor years ago. It was uh, on an isthmus that, uh, that was uh, not more than, I think, eight to ten miles wide, and you could get to it from seaports on either side of it. And it was a it was a big city of commerce and loaded with sin. And when Paul wrote these two epistles to the Corinth, to, uh, to Corinth, to the Corinthians, uh, he had a task on his hand because it was a wicked place. Um, we'll begin our, take up again our reading in Second Corinthians chapter 7. Second Corinthians chapter 7. He says this, for I have both. What verse are you going to start with? Pardon me? What verse are you going to start with? Well, I'll just start. I'll just read verse 14. Okay. And I think I'm going to have, I think I'm going to have to explain a little bit. Paul said, for I have, and it was, and, and it was a church of Corinth, like I said, it was just nasty. And so he says to them, he says to them this, for I have boasted, for if I have boasted, for if I have boasted unto him, I am not ashamed. Now, why would he say that about this wicked church? Because he was boasting about them. Well, because the people that got saved in Corinth, it was a big change in their life. And Paul was happy about that. He says, for if I have boasted anything of you, I am not ashamed. But as we spake all things to you in truth, even so our boasting, which I made before Titus, is found a truth. In other words, Paul decided that, that his, he was not ashamed of boasting of these wicked Corinthians, wicked people in Corinth. After they got saved, he was so proud of them. And folks, I got to tell you something. In my days uh, in uh, door-to-door visitation, 
Uh, I mentioned it. Curtis and I have been involved in it in three major cities in uh, in central and uh, and uh, northern Illinois. We uh, we went door to door with the gospel and Illinois, and, Michigan, and Indiana. Yeah, Michigan, Illinois, Illinois, Michigan, and Indiana. That's right. And and folks, um, we we were spat upon and and now nobody ever punched me personally, but there were some that that uh, threatened to and and so the church at corinth was one of those was a dirty filthy but a but a commercial place and this where people came to do their commerce and they came from all over asia minor and there was all sorts of people there and so paul wanted to dress everybody with this verse I have, for if I have boasted anything to him, that is God of you, or um, or to Titus, I to think Titus. he was talking about, yeah, to, Titus. to Titus, I am not ashamed. But as we spake all things to you in truth, even so our boasting, which I have made before Titus, is found in truth. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. For it's the power of God, even to the wicked, lousy Corinthians who were who were concerned with commerce uh, more than communion with God. And I will tell you something: it was a tough place to witness and to and to minister. And Paul said, "I'm not ashamed to say good things about you." I think that's wonderful. Anybody ashamed to say good things about us? I, I don't know sometimes. But one thing you can't say about you and I, Curtis, we started and built several bus routes. Oh, yeah. In Illinois, oh, yeah. Yeah. in Michigan, and in Hammond. Mm -hmm. And we're reviled for it by lost and wicked people. But did we quit? No. Here we are still. I'm 83 years old. I'm still doing this. Um, um, and and uh, we're doing what saith the scripture. Turn to Philippians. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians. Yep. Philippians. We're, we'll be in chapter 1. And we'll be reading verse 20. But let's let's read let's read the verses preceding that. Uh, he says this in verse eighteen. What then? Notwithstanding, every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is preached, and I therein do rejoice, yea, and will rejoice, for I know that this shall uh, turn to my salvation through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, according to my earnest expectation. And my hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but that with all boldness, as always, so now also Christ shall be magnified in my body, whether it be by life or whether it be by death. Let me ask you, believer, you willing to live for Christ? You willing to die for Christ? The Apostle Paul was. The Apostle Paul was, and he said, by the way, I'm not ashamed of that. You know, uh, there have been 
preachers and evangelists down through uh, down the last couple hundred years that have asked that question from pulpits during times when persecution was not real hot and heavy. Yeah. But this is an especially important question right now, Pastor, uh, because as, as you well know, and, and most people that are listening to us know, there is an open war on Christians in this country and around the world, but especially in this country now. Yeah, and we're going to do an episode pretty soon on the verse, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. They're here. They're here, folks. They're here. So yeah, make man. no mistake, this is this being not being ashamed thing is important, especially these days, because you're going to receive persecution, my friends. If you believe in Christ, you're going to get persecuted. You will. And it's it's not going to get easier. No. No. So the Apostle Paul writing um, to, excuse me, writing to his, let's say, son in the ministry, led him to Christ and trained him to uh, the dearly beloved Timothy. In the second epistle to Timothy, chapter 2, Chapter 2, verse 12. Oh, boy. Second Timothy, chapter, did I say 2? You did. And did I say 12? You did. I was wrong. First Timothy, chapter 1, verse 12. Okay. Second Timothy chapter one verse twelve. Second or first, Dad? Second, second, second Timothy chapter one verse twelve. Um, Paul writing to Timothy, he says, uh, "It is now made by, verse ten, but it is now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who hath abolished death and hath brought life and immortality to light through the gospel." Whereunto I am appointed a preacher and an apostle and a teacher of the Gentiles, for which cause I also suffer these things. Oh, my goodness. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed. I am not ashamed. And here's why. For I know whom I have believed, am and persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. What day? The last day, the day of death. He says, I'm not ashamed because I know this. Let me tell you something. For you who may be unbelievers, but you're just kind of um, kind of knows he want to see what these guys are doing. Here's what we're doing. We're preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ so that you can know that you're saved. And so that you can, you, so that you will not have to be ashamed at the day of judgment. 
Boy, amazing. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15. Let's read the verses this. Um, start with verse 11, or verse 10 of 2 Timothy chapter 2. It says, Therefore I endure all things for the elect's sake, that they may also obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. He suffers for the sake of the gospel, and he did. How much are we suffering for the gospel? Not very much, I, I'm, I'm afraid. It is a faithful saying, for if we be dead with him, we shall also live with him. What a great promise. It says, if we suffer, we shall also reign with him. What a great promise. If we deny him, he will also deny us. Oh, oh, that's a promise. If we believe not, yet he abideth faithful. He cannot deny himself. Of these things put them in remembrance, charging them before the Lord, that they strive not about words to no profit, but to the subverting of the hearers. And now here it is. This is one of my life verses, Curtis. Yours too. I know that we both believe this and we know it by heart and we try to practice it every day. We're in the word of God. And matter of fact, you have a great memory. You've memorized so much scripture. It's, it's unbelievable. I'll mention a, a scripture, uh, some a verse, a verse, and you'll know the address. That's because you studied to show yourself approved unto God. And that's what this verse says. Study, study to show you that thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. We're to study to show ourselves approved unto God. You know what? Men can say what they want of me. I know this book. Curtis, you know this book. Many of you out there know this book. God bless you. And many of you are still learning. God bless you if you study, but study every day to show yourself approved unto God. Not unto me, not unto your preacher, not unto the Sunday school teacher, but unto God. That's who we want to be approved to. A workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. What does that mean? It means you take every scripture in its context and, and uh, uh, teach it, learn it, study it, and believe it that way. Then he says this, and, and I have to say this, but shun profane and vain babblings, for they will increase unto more ungodliness. You can avoid that. You can be not ashamed by studying the word of God every single day. Turn please in, to 1 Peter. And 1 Peter. I love to read stuff by Peter. Peter was the guy that denied Jesus Christ three times. Did you know that? And yet, he's written two of the most wonderful books in the Bible. 
was a guy that needed grace. It was he really needed grace. First Peter chapter four and verse sixteen. Well, well, let's um, let's read the verses that go before that. First uh, Peter four verse fourteen says, "If ye be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are ye." You know that I used to be called you know, when I was in high school, Dicky Christian because I believe in Jesus Christ and they were making fun of it. It says here, uh, for the spirit of glory and of God resteth upon you. On their part, he's evil spoken of, but on your part, he is glorified. But let none of you suffer, let none of you suffer as a murderer or a thief or an evildoer or as a busybody in other men's matters. Yet, and listen carefully, if you suffer as a Christian, and folks, if you're an ardent, practicing, uh, Bible-believing, um, Word of God-loving Christian, you're going to suffer. Yet, if any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed. By the way, Let's read the rest of that. But let him glorify God on this behalf. Listen, if you've not been if you've not been made fun of for being a Christian, maybe maybe you haven't been saved. Maybe you haven't been a good witness. Maybe you haven't. So, Pastor, what does the last part of that verse mean? Uh, when you get persecuted, don't sit and feel sorry for yourself. Praise God. Say, tell the Lord, hey, you know what's happening to me right now. And guess what? I'm happy about it because you told me it would happen. Okay. This is why I have faith in you. Yeah. Because everything you say is true. Uh-oh. My wife is writing me a note <laughs> as we're teaching here. Okay. Tell the story of your English teacher. Okay. And words that you had to memorize. Do you okay. remember? Yeah, you keep writing it down. I'll remember. First Peter. You tell the story. I'm going to let you tell it. No. Okay. He was. Okay. Let's go on. Uh, keep, we're going to go. Ladies and gentlemen, what you're experiencing at this point is called a, li a live ad lib. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you remember it? Um, yes, I think so. Okay, if I, I'll, if I can get it in there. Yeah, you may not be able to. Okay. Um, where was I, Curtis? Uh, we were in First Peter chapter 4. 4, verse 16. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Um, First John chapter 2, verse 28. Let's go to that. First John chapter two, verse 28. Okay. Two, verse 28. It says this, um, this is the promise, uh, verse 25, and this is the promise they had pronounced, uh, promised us, uh, even eternal life. 
These things have I written unto you concerning them that seduce you. But the anointing which ye have received of him abideth in you, and ye need not that any man teach you, but as the same anointing teaches you of all things, and is truth, and is no lie, and even as it hath taught you, ye shall abide in him. And now, little children, abide in him. Abide in him. And be, let's see. Abide in him so that. That when he shall appear. Now he's coming again, folks. That when he shall appear and be not ashamed before him at his coming. Says when he shall appear, we may have confidence and not be ashamed. That's right. Before him at his coming. If you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone that doeth righteousness is born of him. And Sharon, I'd love to get this story in, but um, I don't remember it clearly. Your teacher was not ashamed. Yeah. He asked you about doctrine yeah okay the doctrine yep i had an english teacher and it was in high school high school yeah and his name was i think harry whitaker yes and he he made me stand up and give my testimony of, of jesus christ before the class and guess what i've been rewarded ever since off and on uh, and i've forgotten about that sharon thank you for, for bringing that to my uh for my remembrance. He was he, using English words. You, you were, yeah. All of you had to know the meaning of these words. Yeah, I had to know the meaning of the words. And and one of the words was predestination. That's right. And he said, he said, uh, he wanted me to stand up and, and tell the class what predestination meant. <laughs> and predestination said, well, that God... God chose some people to be saved and others not to be. And he says, well, what do you think of that? And I said, I think it's wrong. He said he predestinated everybody who would believe to be saved. He didn't predestinate everybody to believe. That's something that you have to do. And I, I gave a pretty good gospel presentation that day. And I'll never forget Coach Harry Whitaker for that. I'll, I don't even know if he's still alive. I doubt it. Because I'm 83 and he was quite a bit older than me then. But here's what we're trying to get across to you, folks. Here's what we're trying to get. And we'll close with this. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus, of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God to them that believe it. To the Jew first. The power of God unto salvation. Unto salvation. To them that believe. So, you can be ashamed of Jesus Christ, but I'm not. I, I have had people come to my door selling things. And I, I said, well, I, and I, and Sharon's heard me say this. She'll, uh, I say, well, we are so, well I, let me tell you something. I'm not going to buy that, but no, let me give you something. And and you you take yeah. every opportunity that and wait, God wait, and wait. God makes these opportunities. Ladies and gentlemen, let me also tell you that when uh, He tries to witness to the robocallers when they call. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Did you ever get a robo call? And, and you just know that it's a robo call and, uh, and, uh, They'll they'll give their little spin. hello Walter how are you today and I'll say I'm saved and sanctified and headed for heaven by faith in Jesus Christ goodbye and yeah. and, and I still do that on occasions and that's but uh, and it's fun to do and that's because I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ and neither should you be neither should we, any saved person be and you need to tell your friends your family, uh, your neighbors about the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, I haven't gotten to this new neighbor next door, but the, the previous two neighbors uh, the, to me next door heard the gospel message and they kind of snubbed me for a, uh, for quite a while after that. And the people on the other side of me have heard it. And uh, so I'm not ashamed of it. And uh, neither should you be ashamed. And I'm not even boasting of it. I'm, I'm being respectful of it. I'm being thankful for it, and I've hum I've been humbled by what Jesus Christ did for me. He became sin for me, that I might be made the righteousness of God. He took my sins in His own body on the tree. Um, he died that I would that I could live. And all these are Bible verses that I'm telling you about. And all and the reason we're doing this is because we're not ashamed. We're not ashamed. My son sits here at the table. My wife is sitting here at the table. I'm sitting here at the table with the word of God and proud and happy and yet humble about what Jesus Christ did for us. And if we sound like we're braggadocious, it's because we're not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Dear believer, are you ashamed? Shame on you. <laughs> the gospel is the power of God. What more do you need to know? Get out there. Talk to your neighbor. Um, we've talked to the neighbor behind us, and uh, she gave us, uh, she, she thumbed her nose at us uh, figuratively. And, but we did it and we're still alive and we're still happy and we're still saved and we're still unashamed. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ for it's the power of God unto them that believe. If you're not saved today, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you'll be infused with his power. Do it today. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your gospel, which is the death, burial, resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and your promise of his coming again. We thank you for this privilege that you've given to us through this, through this uh, podcast to say this to a lost and dying world and to a saved world also. We thank you so much for that wonderful privilege which you've given to us the life that you've given to us and and the protection that you've given to us yes and we're even thankful for some of the barbs that we've taken verbally we do thank you for that that's just another um, indication that we are true believers in jesus christ and now we pray that others will come to know him to know your son as their lord
and personal Savior by grace through faith. And we'll give you the praise and glory in all of these things. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. All right, Pastor. Thank you for an hour of reminder that we really needn't be ashamed and we shouldn't be uh, for so many reasons. And uh, uh, I, so I, I'm not going to be ashamed when I announce the following. We're going to have J.B. Hickson on tonight instead of Tuesday Hooray. at 7 p.m. I'm not ashamed of that either. Uh, another great Bible teacher. And then we will have Lucas Doremus on later on this week. Um, I'm still in contact with Lucas. He's got some scheduling changes. Uh, I, mean, he, I understand that because I've had him in the recent weeks too. So, uh, But be with us tonight at 7 p.m. Uh, for an hour with Dr. J.B. Hickson. Uh, I happen to know what he's going to focus on tonight. Uh, and I, I don't think that you'll want to miss it. So be with us tonight. We'll, we'll see you again at 7 o'clock. Pastor Dick, thank you again for, for an educational and uh, uplifting hour. Thank you so much. And I'm not ashamed. Me either. And we know you're not either, dear listener, if you're listening with us. And we're thankful for you. Uh, so for now, this is the Christian Underground News Network signing off until 7 p.m. tonight. God bless you and keep you. And we'll see you tonight at 7. Bye now.